Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello, my unicorns. Listen, if you have been feeling lately like you don't got this, like the weight of the world and the weight of all your responsibilities is too much for you, then this episode today is for you. And I have been feeling very similarly recently. I've been feeling like there were a lot of responsibilities that I was falling behind on and tremendous fear and anxiety and pressure about the future. And so that's what led me to really have this realization that this is something I really want to share on the podcast and share my takeaways from my own experience with you and share the tools that I know from my training as a coach and in um, uh, psychology and uh, therapy practices that can really help uh, you work through this stress. So I want to start by talking with you about my personal story and then we're going to look at dependency and codependency and independency and one you may or may not have heard of before and that's interdependency. So first a little bit about my own background. I believe I've shared it before, but hey, some of you are new here. I want you to know that accepting help has always been really, really hard for me. I have always preferred self-help resources over actually like opening up and admitting when I feel helpless. Um, If you've heard me share anything about my suicide uh, attempt before, then you know that I was actively in therapy for several years leading up to my attempt and in therapy afterwards. And it wasn't until afterwards that I actually started opening up and being radically honest with my therapist about how I was feeling. Until that point, I was kind of showing up and just hoping and expecting that she would just fix me and that I didn't really have to be quite an active part in um, the healing process. Also, because I think I didn't really just, I really just didn't trust others to help me. I didn't feel like that was their role. I felt like my role in life, and this still shows up for me today, which is, we'll get to that, but I frequently feel like in life, it's my role to be there to support and help others, but it's not anyone else's role to be there and support me. And so for both of those reasons, I found it really difficult to open up and be honest and share with my therapist. It was like, hey, you can fix me, but also like you can't because I'm not going to let you have any information because I don't feel like you're actually supposed to help me. I need to be able to help myself. And so I was not willing to allow her to help me. Uh, I also, this is another kind of funny realization uh, that I had just within the last few weeks. I uh, create a playlist every year for like, you know, the, the year and it's like, titled something along the lines of the year like 2021, 2022, 2023, uh, and then whatever the theme of the year is for me. 
And this year's theme was, I've got this. And the irony is, I didn't realize until within the last few weeks that that was just another way of me, again, kind of avoiding being helped or allowing people to support me. 2023, I've got this. No, I'm actually changing and I'm going to do it actually with you on the, uh, I almost said on the call, we're not on a call, on the podcast right now. I am changing the name of that podcast or on the, girl, I can't even speak. I'm changing the name of this playlist right now from 2023, I've got this to 2023, we've got this. And that right there, my friend, is the theme of this episode today. Boom, done. I just changed it on my phone. So the experience that I had recently that really brought this issue back to the forefront um, was I, my boyfriend and I threw a party a couple weekends ago and I had an, an anxiety attack, um, not a panic attack. And the two are different in that with a panic attack, you often feel like you're dying. Uh, that's the short version of it. And with a anxiety attack, you often feel tremendous physical, uh, symptoms of anxiety in your body. And so, um, obviously that's also a very simplified version. If you want to know more about the difference between the two, feel free to Google it. But for today's purposes, that's perfect. Okay. So, uh, anxiety attack. I was having an anxiety attack at this party and I was experiencing a burning sensation in my chest and the roller coaster drop sensation in my stomach. And it was fucking terrible. And it wasn't just lasting a few minutes. It was lasting in coming and going in waves, but always being present for over three hours. And I just wanted to run away from everything and everyone. And my brain went on this wild journey, just imagining what if I just left everyone and everything behind? I moved to another country and I changed my name. And I was like, wow, that's um, it's pretty dramatic, girl. Uh, <laughs> I know that what I'm experiencing right now is temporary and I do genuinely enjoy my life. I enjoy my work. I enjoy my friends. I do not want to run away and avoid everyone and everything. But it was a pretty fun fantasy in the moment. I'll tell you what, like it did bring a little bit of relief, but ultimately it didn't really fix anything. Here's what did fix it, though. I finally opened up and talked with someone and admitted that I did not feel like I've got this. And it was literally as simple as talking with my boyfriend. I kind of pulled him aside and I was like, hey, I've been struggling. And this isn't recent. I've been struggling for months now. I have been feeling all this pressure to keep it together and to fake it and to, um, you know, act as if I've got it together and like I'm going to and like I don't have fear or doubt. And the truth is 
I don't feel like I've got this. I don't feel like I can handle all of this. I feel very afraid. And I just need to admit it to you. And I need some help. And the funny thing was, before he even said anything at all, I just felt this huge sense of relief. Because the secret was out. It's kind of like when you come out where, you know, you, you've been holding this in or, or some of you haven't come out yet, but you've got, you've got some relief to look forward to. Let me tell you what. When you come out, many of you know that you feel this big sense of relief because the secret that you've been holding in that's crushing you, that you've been trying so hard to keep a secret – whether or not you actually were successful doesn't really matter. People may have figured it out, but unless you have admitted it, you live in constant fear of being found out. And when you do share it, there's instant relief. No matter how they react, even if it's horrible, at least you don't have to keep this thing anymore. And that was the same sensation that I experienced immediately after just admitting to him, I don't feel like I've got this. Then we had a conversation about how we can each support each other better. It was nice for me. I enjoy supporting people. So it was nice for me to hear some ways that I could also support him more. And those were ways that are easy for me that I can happily and easily jump into. And I admitted the things in which I don't feel like I've got it and the ways in which I would really appreciate having some help or assistance from him because these are things that are really challenging for me and really difficult for me and cause a lot of stress and effort on my part and they come easily and naturally to him. Um, and that's it. That's how that conversation went. It wasn't a big deal. I had built it up in my head like, oh, I have to run away and not have this conversation. <laughs> so wild how our brains can take us down those crazy exaggerated solutions, right? So the lesson in that for me and what I want to share with you today is that while the message of I've got this is tempting, it is not stable. If you believe and, and force yourself to act in every scenario as if I've got this, on my own, I've got this, then that means that anything you're weak in, boom, instant KO. <laughs> You've got nothing to fall back on. And anything that you're strong at, great. You've got it. It leaves a very small amount of, of uh, scenarios, situations in life that you can navigate. Because when you're doing it on your own, you don't have any backup. You don't have any stability. Think about a table with one leg. It's balanced if that if that leg is like really thick, okay? And maybe you do think of yourself as as that thick leg that's got a lot. You have a lot together. You've got it in a lot of areas. So you've got like one big thick leg for that table, but it's still just one leg for the table. 
And so while it may be balanced for a while, if some shaking comes along, along comes an earthquake, uh, along comes like a heavy object placed on the edge of the table, the table can tip over. If you've got three legs to the table, for example, that's extremely stable. And so the same thing happens with us in life and our 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 relationships, our connections. I'm not just using relationships in a romantic way. I mean your friends, your coach, anyone who is there to support you. Um and yourself. All of all of these are different legs of support. And the more legs of support that you have, the more stable you can be. So lean into the concept, not of I've got this, but of we've got this with your partners, your coach, your friends, your therapist, your family, whoever is there to support you. There's such sweet relief in being honest and human and admitting that you don't feel like you've got this. You don't feel like you can handle the weight of the world on your own. The truth is no one can, and you don't need to. So I want to explain a little bit around dependency versus codependency versus independency versus interdependency now, because these terms are really what we're talking about here when we are shifting from I've got this to we've got this. So a quick definition of dependency. Dependency refers to a state in which one person or entity relies on another for support, resources, or assistance. It often implies a one-sided, unbalanced relationship where one party is more reliant on the other. That's dependency. Okay. Codependency, um, on the other hand, is a dysfunctional relationship pattern where two individuals or two parties become overly emotionally reliant on each other. It often involves enabling or supporting destructive behaviors in one another. All right. So neither one of these is healthy, but they're also, there's some nuances here. For example, dependency, right? That's not like it's an evil thing. A child is dependent on their parents for food, shelter, and care. Okay, so a child being dependent on a parent is normal and good and healthy. A person being reliant, I'm sorry, not reliant, being dependent on their romantic partner for uh, just, let's say, their life purpose. Okay, their partner is their only sense of purpose for their life. That's how I felt back in 2017 pre-suicide attempt. Not healthy, not healthy. Because as soon as that person is no longer there, it's like sweeping that leg out from under the table. Now you simply fall over. All right. So we've we've got dependency, we've got codependency, that unhealthy relationship where both parties are doing that kind of dependent thing in a way that enables and encourages uh, unhealthy behavior patterns. And then on the other hand, 
the complete opposite side, we've got independency. Independency is a state where an individual can meet their own needs, make decisions, and take care of themselves without relying at all on others. And it can also imply self-sufficiency in a positive way. Okay, so independency, though, often in our modern culture is the exaggerated form where you are totally independent from others, you are totally self-reliant, and you don't have the ability to rely on others for support or care. And this is where interdependence comes in. So if you haven't heard of interdependence before, quick definition of interdependence is it's a healthy and balanced form of relating to others. It involves mutual reliance and cooperation where individuals support each other while maintaining their own independence. So, for example, in healthy romantic relationships, partners rely on each other emotionally for support, and they also maintain their individual identities and their self-sufficiencies. They're not fully independent, I've got this, and they're not fully dependent. You've got to take care of this for me. Or codependent, you've got to take care of this for me and I've got to take care of that for you because you can't do it without me. (laughs) Dependency and independency both are like the all or nothing black and white versions, right? You're either all in with being too dependent or all out on your own being too independent. And so we want to really start leaning into that concept of interdependence where you have a healthy balance of relying on others and maintaining your own self identity. And so going back to that mantra of we've got this, we is empowered. It's not alone. It's honest, it recognizes your limits, and appreciates others' strengths that make them good at being a support system for you. Partner at different times with different people for different purposes. Lean into your friends, your family, your coach, your therapist, a stranger in the subway, a customer service agent, any human you interact with collaborate, be a support to others, allow others to support you. Collaborating requires the steps of confidence. Interdependence is a confident practice. Remember the three steps. One, allow yourself to be uncomfortable. And for a lot of you, interdependence, collaborating with others, it is difficult. It's very uncomfortable. And so you're going to have to stretch yourself and challenge yourself to lean into it. Take action. Open up. Have these conversations when you don't feel like you've got this. Let someone know. Don't keep doing it on your own. Don't (laughs) run away and change your name and and, uh, quit everything like I wanted to in that moment of, of panic and fear. 
And finally, have your own back. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel different. And the temptation is going to be to kind of beat yourself up about it, either beating yourself up about why didn't you collaborate with other people sooner and and lean into this interdependent framework, or you're going to be beating yourself up about it being wrong or you're too much or you're too too heavy or too much of a burden for other people. We've got to acknowledge those stories in your head, send them a hug, a kiss, a love note, (laughs) let them know we appreciate them. They are here for a reason. They are here because of your past experiences, but you no longer need to live that way. You are now open to being supported by others and going through this life more collaboratively. We've got this unicorn. See you next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.